Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coming at you as perseverant as Jimmy Butler's playoff mustache, it's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, Don Denham. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore Denham. With me today is my fellow Mavs fan for life. You can find him at Reddit Mavericks. Ruben Tomas, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. That was such a great opening. Holy <laughs> that was awesome. I wasn't expecting that one. So. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, I feel like the start time of our podcast uh, hesitates for probably a good 30, 30 seconds to a minute because I'm trying to find uh, newer and dumber ways to surprise my co-host uh, with our intro. So, uh not too much Mavs news to talk about. Kristaps uh, is getting his knee repaired, which is all good news. Uh, everyone else seems to be in good spirits. Uh, Delonte West is riding a horse, which is all good. Yeah, yeah. it's good. So equestrian therapy, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, equestrian therapy. I've never heard that before. I mean, I, I've I have I've worked with like patients that do that. It's oh, it's very helpful, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, just, I was like, okay, like I I remember I had a, I had a client that was just like. Oh, I have to go because I have a question therapy. And I was like, what? Like, you were riding horses for like 30 minutes just hanging out. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, I wonder, I wonder that had to be like that first part of theory or, or the first try at that therapy had to be like, I am so tired of you complaining. Just ride this horse. Yeah, just ride the horse. See, see, exactly. And I guess it does help. <laughs> just but, so uh, dismissive. Let's <laughs> uh, see. I saw, I, I think Jalen Brunson was at the mouse practice facility and like dunked which is good it means his leg is better so that's good or his arm you know his body's better so so the mavericks are slowly regaining their legs Thank so God. uh yep so to speak so. yes very good so uh all things good uh the the heat are still alive uh they yeah, are <laughs> still alive and kicking just by the sheer force of will of jimmy butler uh i this love is, yeah. his pure like his drive and his just pure competitive nature i just want to drizzle that on pancakes it's just so <laughs> syrupy and you can you can cut it with a knife it is so just apparent i don't know it's so pure it's i just love seeing guys grind it out it's awesome it's really cool to see it especially since basically once goran and bim Adebayo were hurt everyone just like okay lakers in five let's let's yeah. get this over with and now it's a fun series and uh if if somehow they push it to seven like there's a great chance Dragic is back in some capacity and i mean like that's only good that's news good. for the heat yeah. and i mean yeah. like if they don't i i don't know what i'll do if this turns out to be uh like would that be one of the biggest meltdowns of all time like would that be a lakers like i mean i would love it just because i mean 
it's chaotic and i love it's, chaotic like exactly I love chaos like yeah exactly. i was just like you know what 2020 like it makes i mean i'm i'm so torn because i don't want to root for the miami heat ever but i also don't want the lakers to ever be happy but also 2020 is when kobe passed so it's like you know yeah, there's a bunch be, of like, if, and... if there's if there's a time for the Lakers to win, it's now. And even though like, it's just so weird. It's like seeing this team that doesn't make sense. And really, I guess the reason I don't like it is because it makes roster building so much. It's just the easy answer. Where it's just like, well, do you have two of the top five players in the league? All right, they're gonna win. I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> there's no like, mystery to that. You know, like... Yeah, that's yeah. I know, I know. Our good friend Grant is uh, not as happy, uh, right? Because he he wants AD to get a ring, which I totally, you know, I'm cool with that. <laughs> but uh, mm. yeah, he <clears throat> so he wanted to record after if they had won. Mm. Well, that was four, but I was just like, okay, like. And so I remember texting him like, "Hey, they lost, by the way." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> it was very very silent in our group chat. It seemed like. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> mainly my fault. I've turned off notifications on all my social media. So if I am, I'm just going to apologize to everyone, anyone that ever hears this. <laughs> I am not. I am not ignoring you. <laughs> I am so sorry. I am just trying to detach from uh, the Illuminati social media folks that know exactly how to manipulate your brain, uh, by sending you notifications, uh, notifications, notifications, notifications. Yes. Clearly I need help. Maybe I need to go back. <laughs> like, maybe you know, this I, I just, you know, I like to, like to, like, I get a serotonin boost whenever, or, um, you know, when someone sends me something. Dopamine. Oh, totally. And <laughs> like, <laughs> As much as I've enjoyed uh, bantering with folks on Twitter, it's definitely one of those things where uh, anytime, yeah, getting that notification, I'm like, well, I need to stop what I'm doing and do Twitter for two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> that's that's where yeah. I'm trying to detach. Anyways, well, yeah, yeah. neither here nor there. Um, so we got an amazing question uh, last week from Mavs Network. Is that right? Yep. Yep. So he wanted us to do the uh, – for those of you that don't know what an alignment chart is, it is a it's it comes from Dungeons and Dragons or really any role playing game, and it kind of decides your character's uh, motives, yeah. uh, and it goes uh, lawful, neutral, chaotic, uh, and good, neutral, evil. So in all the combinations in between, it's a cool little uh, pyramid. So we wanted to do the alignment chart of the NBA uh, and just kind of how we thought of it. Uh, we actually put some thought into this, which is different yeah, than what we normally yeah. do. <laughs> We didn't just do this on the fly like we usually do. So. Right. Uh, we, we didn't want to, like, uh, we would have answered it in questions last week, but it was too good of a question and deserved at least some time to think about it. So yeah. uh, we'll start off with lawful good is LeBron. I think he's just kind of the poster child of the NBA, I think. Yeah. you know, like I, don't, just... I don't know anybody that, like, hates LeBron. I know people that are, like, super pro MJ and are, like, tired of that discussion. But, like, yeah. no one – does anyone really dislike LeBron? LeBron you know what I mean like he's you know I feel like some people do like he's because his public persona is like again like very like lawful good like just like doing all these things and people are like oh there has to be something else like he's not like you know how like when people were nitpicking the other day when like he walked off the court before like the game was even over because you know such shit like that and it's like oh well you know I I can see that you know that uh that argument but it's not a major red flag to me really you know he's in you know, I don't know that, so it's like whatever. <laughs> like I, I think since since he came back to Cleveland, I think that's where everyone's just been 
back on the LeBron train. Even when he moved to LA, like everybody, as much as that, that's now everyone looks at that as a, uh, a, a circumstance of like a, the, the player empowerment era, like this time more than they attribute it to his actual actions. You know what I mean? No. Rather than like, uh, like when he left for LA, I don't think anybody was like, oh, LeBron's abandoned in Cleveland. No, everyone understood. It's like, oh, no, that's fine. Like he, he won his one in Cleveland. So it's yeah, like whatever. exactly. So uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> crap, I forgot uh, neutral good. Uh, neutral good would be Nikola Jokic. Uh, yes. I think that that just overall just – it's just – little funny he's, he's great. Yeah. He's there, you know? Like, <laughs> he's funny just like he's – like yeah, he's a little bit more. He was a little bit more in like the public person, public mm-hmm. image because of like you know, oh god, like the Nuggets came back, you know, three one twice, you know, in the playoffs. But for the most part, I feel like people who aren't who aren't like really really big NBA fans know who he is, you know. So totally. But he's just, like he's just he's good and he does things. So absolutely. Also, oh. I I think we have a friend trying to join. Oh, there he is. Yep, yep, absolutely. We got uh, guy. Doing a run-in, just like our good old WWE days. Anyways, so, Tim ba- Beam, how are you, bud? Doing all right. How about you guys? Wow, you sound crisp. Oh, shoot clear. the mic. What the fuck? Wow, that's sounding good, dude. Hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that mic, holy fuck, it's like you're next to me. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. I felt your voice. It was great. Uh, so we're, we are talking about the alignment chart of the NBA, uh, lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, that whole thing uh, of the NBA. Uh, we felt lawful good would be LeBron, neutral good would be Jokic, chaotic good, Luka. I, you know, I think that's perfectly perfect right now, uh, just because he's a kid. You know, he's 21, and when you're 21, you're usually pretty chaotic, <laughs> you know, like whichever way, like maybe he's not doing what I did when I was 21, but you know, like he's still out there, like just having a good fucking time out there. Uh, he was not a bad guy, obviously. Like he's, he's not a villain in the NBA quite yet. Uh, that might change in the future, but for right now, he's just, you know, he's having fun. He's out here, you know, breaking ankle, breaking ankles, uh, shooting uh you know fuck you step back threes uh you know to win playoff games like making yeah. twitter shut down for a day you know stuff like that so yeah ultimately a chaotic good now the neutrals are the hardest ones uh oh, yeah, well are. the easiest one was the true neutral is Kawhi leonard like they just yeah <laughs> neither up down great awesome. just it's just, just Kawhi. he's just Kawhi. yeah he just just works and that's about it <laughs> lawful neutral uh, we went with Giannis just for the sake of just like, he seems to be just kind of doing the work and he doesn't seem to be a part of any drama whatsoever. And not yet. To, yeah, not yet. Next year. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, I don't know. He's downplayed the whole free agency thing. I thought he's, he's handled that really well. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I just feel like, you know, things are going to happen next, next year. Now I just feel it in my bones. <laughs> now, Tim, if you could help us out here, so we're trying to find a good chaotic neutral. At this point, we've we've discussed a couple of options so far. Any Sacramento King seems to be a pretty good option. Uh, any Buddy Hill, yeah. Any of the Chicago Bull, any Nick, I think ultimately is chaotic neutral because they ultimately don't matter. Um, <laughs> but uh, chaotic neutral, man, that's weird. I would say. 
God, I kind of want to say the Thunder. Ooh, like in general. Okay. Chaotic neutral. So like a Shea Gilgis Alexander, maybe. Kind of chaotic in the way that he plays the game. Maybe that. Where will we slot Jimmy Butler in here? So, oh, well, so, I think he'd be. Oh. I think he'd be more of a good one for chaotic good because I really like him, but he's got like a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that'd be good. I, yeah, Luca, Luca, Jimmy Butler, chaotic good. I'm good with that. Uh, with uh, lawful evil, uh, Chris Paul. I think that's pretty set. You know, he's basically the snitch of the NBA. Yeah, um, you know, like, <laughs> his jersey's untucked. His jersey's untucked. God damn it! Like, like just like yelling at his teammates all the time, like yelling at the refs. Like, but like he is like doing things by the book, but by in a way that like it's to his advantage. You know, totally. So, he has to be a lawful evil. <laughs> I, I I listened to this one uh, interview of a, a former referee, and they said that Chris Paul and Weirdly enough, Rashid Wallace were the two that knew the rule book better than he did. Just like Rashid Wallace, that's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. You never think uh, it's like, yeah, he knew he knows the rules forwards well, and backwards, and well, like she, she did get called for like a lot of texts and stuff like that. So sure. yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why he knows it so well. <laughs> yeah, school of hard knocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so neutral evil, James Harden. Um, I think just ultimately just a pretty passive guy. Doesn't care whether or not he makes it into the. You know, second round of the playoffs. Yeah, doesn't just care if that, he's really yeah. an MVP. Yeah. And I get if... bored, just bored to tears watching him actually play. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think we can all agree, Chaotic Evil, uh, Marcus Morris. Um, yeah. yeah. Easy. That was, that was that one and the Chris Paul were so easy for me. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so Mavs Network, thank you so much for the content uh, suggestion. That yes. was super fun. Um, we are so happy to have a Chaotic Good Luca on our side. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. MLB is back. The NBA is back. You know, they're both in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Visit BetOnline today to check out all the odds and update sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your wagering experts. Cool. Are you ready for questions? I think so. Let's jump into it. All right, let's see. Okay, first one comes from Rutuj, who, you know, I'm happy he's, he's back, you know, talking to us because he didn't do it for a few weeks, but it's okay, Rutuj. I know. <laughs> happy life, to have him back. I know, life happens. But uh, <clears throat> if the Lakers blow this lead, <laughs> is it over for LeBron in terms of the GOAT debate versus Jordan? No way. Al- although no. I don't think there will be a game seven, he thinks the Lakers will close out the game today. So That's very likely, but – I mean, even if LeBron were just to be like, you know what, I'm going to sit on my hands and at center court the entire game, he's still the greatest player of our life in the last 20 years. Like, that's just not even a question. Like, he's just done yeah. everything. He's He plays – he's the <sighs> – no one th- would have thought that a six foot nine linebacker was the ideal body type for a basketball player, but he does everything. Yeah, like, yeah he does absolutely everything. Uh, I don't think that it, you know, I don't think it, uh, it's over in terms of debate. I know, again, like you said earlier, how there are people who are very big Michael Jordan fans who are just sick and tired of the argument. Sure. And stuff like that. But I mean, that's just what basketball is when there's no basketball going on. Of course, it's always, you're going to compare you know, players to the players of the past and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's no real way to ever, like, determine, oh, like, 
this guy's about this guy's about because everybody's always into picking everything. Um, but you know, I don't think um, him losing uh, to the Heat as unlikely as it is. You know, I don't think that will you know hamper his legacy or his goat debate. I guess at that point. Um, I also just think that this Lakers team, like I said, it's just so it's built so weird, and it's it is. and it's so dependent on LeBron and AD just having hilarious numbers yeah that yeah if they were to fall short i would blame it more on a like a organizational issue than it would be i would probably blame lebron or ad because there's i don't see a scenario where they just miss a bunch of shots and then aren't productive afterwards like they're gonna get the rebounds their assists their defensive stops so if they just have two off shooting nights at the same time and this goes to game seven and someone gets hurt whatever like some something some sort of you know, butterfly effect of this series and the Heat end up winning. I think that that the narrative on that is definitely going to be how much harder like the Heat played than it would have yeah. been a Laker collapse. I would, I, I don't know. I mean, we're splitting hairs here. Like who, who yeah. you know, who, who won? Well, did they win or did they lose? It's like, well, let's. You would imagine that would be pretty objective, but not exactly. in today's hot take world. But like the the goat debate is just such this once you get into that rarefied air, the margins get so thin and I mean let's just be clear when we're talking about the goat debate. Mm-hmm. Most people mean him versus MJ, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think <laughs> I was thinking Debt Le Shrimp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I was actually thinking Rodrigue Bobois. <laughs> you know, uh, like I said, he's untradeable. <laughs> yeah. We're splitting he, was, he was okay. Um, he was to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> He he was he was he, yeah. no one wanted him after a while. <laughs> he used to eviscerate the Spurs on occasion, and it was glorious. Um, yeah. I miss having it. Yeah, so like once you get to that rarefied air, and I mean, if we're talking LeBron versus MJ, blowing a three-one lead in the finals the same year the Last Dance comes out, like I think you can pretty much. Oh my God! I forgot that came out this year. Yeah, oh, it's been this, such a long year. this year that started three years ago. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think you can pretty much put that debate to bed because I don't think he's going to do much after, what is it, year 17 in the league to kind of climb out of that deficit. But I will say he's the greatest probably of our generation. And I think you can say he's the most purely talented individual this league has probably ever seen. Yeah, I, I can I agree think on those, that. You can put those two trophies on the mantle already regardless of what happens this series. Another thing with the MJ debate, I think something that no one or not enough people talk about is just with Michael Jordan, he's one of the, what, four players that are bigger than the sport that they play. And there's only a handful of them. Like I'm talking like Wayne Gretzky, um, Tiger Woods, maybe like Muhammad Ali, like guys that are more like they are icons through their sport, but ultimately bigger. Like people were stopping what they were doing to watch Michael Jordan play at any given time during those times. And LeBron's just not doing that, but that's, you know, you know, you can make the argument Michael Jordan walked so LeBron could run, you know, whatever. But it's also, it's hard to be the Beatles twice, you know, like I, I don't think the Beatles are the best band that has ever existed, but they're the first band that was the most, you know, important that ultimately led to, the rest of yeah. pop music for the rest of our lives and rock music uh, consequently. So, 
you know, that's, that's how we look at Michael Jordan. He's the Beatles. Like he's the first guy to make that big leap of why we care about this in the fanfare that we do and do a podcast once a week about it. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thanks Next. for teach. <laughs> <laughs> Next question comes from Lane. Lane asks favorite video game side character and why side character. Yeah. Uh, so not, not your main character. Uh, let's go Lanky Kong, just because of how terrifying <laughs> Lanky Kong. Uh, let's see. I like... Uh, trying to think of any games I play where there's actual like, side characters. <clears throat> um, I would say uh, Youngster Joey from uh, the Pokemon games. Okay. Uh, has a top 1% Ratata in every single game. So, it's Pretty good. What about you, Tim? I was going to say Pikachu because it was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> True. Uh, I was also trying to think of like all the side characters in Star Fox, but I forget their names. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Slippy. Yeah. There's like one? the frog yeah. and the rabbit and all that shit. Yeah. Falco. That's another one. Falco's cool. I like Falco. What's the, game, what's, the, what's the rabbit? What it's is like the rabbit's name? Yeah. It's not, it's not Hoppy or anything like that. It's. It's it like might a, be actually. Let's see. Let's see. I don't think it's Hoppy. Yeah, let's get IT on this. Let's figure. Let's, let's, figure, let's figure this out. Rabbit Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> this is the compelling radio people pay us to hear. <laughs> Peppy. Peppy hair. Peppy hair. Okay. Got it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I got. See, he's guys, the one you, so he's I'm the one sorry to turn this into a, a TED roll. talk. <laughs> yes. He's the one who does. He's the one who tells you to do a barrel roll. So yes, yes, like that icon. one. Yes. Iconic. Okay. Is the, uh, the the Dion I'll go, waiters? I'll <laughs> go characters. with I'll go with either Falco Lombardi or Wolf O'Donnell based on the names alone. Okay, <laughs> I forgot not, Falco I'm, has his last name Lombardi. It's great, dude. Oh, it's such a good fucking. It's hilarious. I'm not sure if either of those guys are trying to save the universe or collect debt from the bookie that I owe money to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's my buddy Falco Lombardi. Where's he oh from? Don't talk god. about it. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> who's <next> asking? <laughs> This question. It's actually this question is pretty topical for uh, for Tim actually. Okay. Um, so Shakespeare asks, "What's the fastest y'all have ever run a mile?" Oh God. Well, I did do my first run in a mile last night. Yeah, about to say. Well, let's see. I when I was in college, I was like not super fit, but fit enough. Like I would run five Ks and shit like that. Um, I think the fastest I ever time myself was like seven and a half. Which is like not that bad considering that I have a disability <laughs> that, that affects <laughs> my leg. <laughs> but uh, that's um, that's insane, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to get back to it slowly. I actually went on a run for the first time uh, the other day, and I was with my dog, and I was just like, "Fuck, dude, this is way too much." I I ran maybe like a mile total, like running and walking, and I was like, "This is too much." So mm-hmm. I'm trying to get back into it. I'm trying to run some more five Ks probably next year, but I don't know. It's almost like a quarter life crisis where I'm like, "Oh, I need to do this again," you know, stuff like that. But yeah, seven and a half was my was my uh, my fastest time ever. Tim, you're, Tim, you're you you're semi pro. Uh, what's your mile? Yeah. Uh, I used to kind of I don't know what my fastest one would ever be. I used to do this like interval thing where my first mile when I was training for hockey would be about six and a half, and then the rest <laughs> of them would be like eight and a half, nine. God yeah. damn, dude. <laughs> I can't remember. I know I did some in in middle school that were sort of fast, but like 
I was proud of myself this year of getting getting a mile under ten minutes. Like I just was not. I'm not. Yeah, a that's good though. Bro. So that's well, I'm also just like. I am a compact dude. Like I am like, I, I look like a linebacker compressed. Like I, like I'm just like all shoulder and chest meat and legs. Like I'm just too stocky for my height. But uh, yeah, I got under 10 minutes recently. So I'll just hang my hat on that. Very nice. The area, the area I go running in now, just cause there's so many hills and just so up and down. Like, with all the uphill I have to do, if I run like four or five miles and I get under like 12 a mile, I'm doing good just because right. it's so yeah, it's so hilly. Yeah. The elevation gain is just kind of crazy out here. Like I'm, I can look out my window and like stare at mountains right now. So it's kind of wild. That's, That's awesome. awesome actually. Hey guys, just a reminder that if you're looking to bet online, look no further than betonline.ag today. Check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all those welcome back to sports bonuses. Trust me, your wallet and your bankroll will thank you. Uh, bet Online, your online wagering experts. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. They have the Lawnmower 3.0, which is a premium electric trimmer that also is waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower or in the dark or in the dark shower for you weirdos that are doing such a thing. They also offer the Shears 2.0, which is a luxury four-piece nail kit. It features a tempered stainless steel tools and it includes tweezers, scissors, clippers. Well, we don't like the clippers too much right now, but also a medium grit nail file. Listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. All right, so the next question comes from Hunter. Who do you want to start at the four this season, assuming KP stays at the five? I mean, Anthony Davis, obviously. Yeah, I would always say Anthony Davis is leaving after, you know, after they lose the finals. So, <laughs> yeah, know. after the historic collapse, he decides to go join Luka to get a ring. Yeah, of course, you know, like a younger, wider LeBron, you know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, if AD if decides not to come, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll probably like – I would like, uh, I guess, Maxi out of the guys that we have, you know, that's already yeah. – I don't want Maxi there. Just another, another defensive presence. Like can get the shot up sometimes. Like mm. can hit threes on occasion. But mm. his main role will be like defense. You know. So that's yeah. why I want to start the four. Of who we have, if if AD does not come. So, Tim, your thoughts on the four? Uh, well, I mean, to me, it all depends on how Dwight Powell comes back. It's going to be one of those things where when you need points, you're probably going to want Powell, but if you want to defend people, I think I think Maxi just brings a little overall balance. Uh, if AD doesn't come, if we're going with the ideal free agent, I know we've all kind of been talking about Jeremy Grant is probably being a perfect guy for this lineup. Oh, but, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah right now I would go Maxi, wish for Jeremy Grant, and then probably put Powell at the four on that second unit just because of what he can do. Cool. Hopefully offensively, I know with that injury, it's going to be a question with kind of what he did was roll to the rim and have some explosiveness once he gets down there. So we'll see if that exists anymore. If there's anything the Mavs are good at doing is rehabbing tall dudes' knees. Like they just, or or legs. 
like, legs in general. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, Casey Smith can do anything. In mm-hmm. my opinion, <laughs> he can't do any wrong. Uh, he's got a see- stash of sensu beans. He's been feeding these tall guys. Oh yes, there we go. Dragon Ball Z reference. Got it. Anime. Okay. <laughs> see, next question comes from Grace. Of course, our good, good friend thing. Grace. So she asks, um, "Oh, here's a list of where Dallas Wings are playing overseas during what WME during the WNBA offseason. Which country would you most want to visit? Most want to be in? Okay. Um, mostly to watch the Wings play, but I mean also for funsies. So <laughs> the list is uh, Turkey." Poland, France, Italy, Russia, and Spain. So do we have six we can choose from? I'm going to go with Italy on that one. I think yeah. overall, like Italy, I've always wanted to go to uh, an Italian beach. That's always been something okay. I've wanted to do my yeah. entire life. And if you were to go there, you would see, uh, you could see Isabel Harrison play, which is cool. She I... plays for Ragusa, it looks like. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sorry, Italian listeners sure. but i think um, you just gotta say it just more in, in, emphatically Ragusa. i guess jesus it sounds like that sounds like inglorious bastards to me dude jesus i think you got the best food on that list by far yeah yeah i don't know have you have you tried fish in lie <laughs> or i guess that's i guess that's more that? Norwegian. Uh, yeah, like... <laughs> sorry. i was thinking poland poland just like we we have potato <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What about you, Tim? Where would you want to visit? Uh, I'll actually go Spain because it was uh, on the list for uh, I, I, you know, not that there's anything going on right now that would make me Google such a thing, but it was on a few lists as far as best places to live for American expats. <laughs> Bro, I saw that tweet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Spain is actually seems like a pretty smooth transition. There's a big expat community there, and there's a lot of like old European culture that I used to not be into. And then I kind of got into kind of rekindled my fire for history a little bit. That's just, I don't know. I, I think Spain would be really cool. Italy would definitely be right up there with it. Uh, yeah. So I really had a desire to visit Turkey. <laughs> so if you went to Spain, you would see uh, Carly Samuelson and Katie Lou Samuelson and they play for uh Bofumerias Anavida. Or Avenida, sorry. Yeah. That's cool. That's a, I guess that's a, I don't know if that's a good team or not, but it looks like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I haven't done my rating on go... all of Europe's women's <laughs> basketball teams. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot, apparently. I can, go watch Luka, I can go watch Luka's old team. I get to see the best soccer. It's true, yeah. Uh, let's see. I would like to go, let's see. Uh, Spain and Italy are both great, great options. Uh <laughs> I would like to go see. I like to go to France, um, sure. mostly because a friend of the podcast, Dallas Mavs France, um, invited me out there last year or this past March before COVID happened. So, uh, yeah, he tells me like you know, he lives on the. I think he lives on the south side of the country, and it's like countryside and just like just like picturesque, mm-hmm. nice areas. Like he was like he's like no, dude, you don't want to go to Paris. And I was like, okay. That is, that is across the board. Like when anyone talks about France, it's like, Oh, you should go to Paris. Everyone's like, you don't need to go there. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, so many quick, good things about this country. Don't go to yeah. the worst part. It's like Dallas, Mass France was like, no, nah, dude, you don't want to go to Paris. Like go like, come, come where I am. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. So I'd probably go to France. Just get that off my bucket list. All right. Good question. Let's see. One of the, uh, one of the funniest 
like Twitter names, not handles. His handle is uh, Nikias NBA, but one of the funniest Twitter names I've seen is Karen's and Barris. Yeah, I love that one, dude. <laughs> I love Nikias. That dude's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's see. Next question comes from Cher. Cher asks, KP, what's the normal recovery time for the, the meniscus injury? I don't know. So let's, I, look, let's go to our resident doctor, Tim. How long does it take to doctor Tim. <laughs> get a meniscus no, repaired? So I actually looked it up right now, and uh, it says that up to like six to eight weeks. You know, it's kind of like where they said some play, some people can play after three weeks post a uh, status. Uh, you know, the um, post the uh, what do you call it, the surgery. But I mean, for for him, it'd be way longer just because he's a big human being and he has injury concerns already. So I wouldn't want to. I'd want him to take another like two months, basically. To get the you know to get that you know looked at and stuff like that, and the season's not supposed to be starting till like January anyway, so yeah, you know. January is like where they're thinking about it. Like yeah, which I mean, like that would be fine with me. Like if you know, right? He got now, he doesn't start doing stuff until like December, you know. And they got to figure out how to do a regular season because it's not going to be a bubble like that's just... no, it's not. I don't think they don't want to do that again. <laughs> so no. yeah, I don't. I don't want to rush him back into one of these condensed seasons and like say, okay, you're playing every game and every back's a back. Like yeah, no, right. yeah, yeah, no. There's no way. So yeah, I, I think the recovery time is about six to eight weeks. Um, there are definitely way smarter people uh, who are medical professionals on Twitter that could probably tell you better. But you know, we're just a couple guys. Yeah. So, I don't know. Three hours. Outpatient. Know, right? Whatever. <laughs> Just give him some whiskey. I mean, let them go. <laughs> anyone, anyone that saw the Stars injury list when it came out this week from the playoffs should oh know. You can just pretty much play through anything. I think my favorite one was Rupe Hintz was playing the Stanley Cup final on a fractured ankle That's and didn't so go out until they hurt his hip. That is super fucked. I will Sagan, say. Sagan had a torn labrum. Kudobin couldn't feel his left hand, basically. There, I will say the recovery, the recovery uh, allotment of time per sport is so funny to me. Like sprained ankle for the NBA, you're like out like what three weeks, something like that, depending on like how bad the sprain oh, yeah. is. And then you have like a you know sprain MCL in football, you're out a month, and it's just like <laughs> hockey. You know, what do you have? I have a detached retina. I, I missed two shifts. Like yeah. <laughs> God, like Mr. Perry just said, bro. Like, I'm back for the third. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, especially with that fractured ankle thing, it kind of benefits a weird word to use here, but it kind of works to your benefit that you're already, you kind of have an air cast attached to your leg. Right. So fucking weird. You're using a skate on, but man. God, that is Jesus. Imagine those pain injections. No. No shit. Let's see. Let's see. Reese. Reese Flores asks, okay, I'm on this whole I need to make my favorite Mavs into Loteria cards. So, and forget you don't know what Loteria is. It's basically Mexican bingo. Uh, I'm, okay. a fucking, I'm a fucking master at it, and I will beat anybody at it. I will take your money. It's um, a bingo. <laughs> what four Mavs would you, what four Mavs players would you most like to join you for a game of Loteria? So, and you know, we play with like pennies and dimes and shit like that. Uh, and basically, like, end of the night, like, whoever had won the most games, like, takes the money. Let's see. I mean, probably so, J.J. Barea, so he can actually 
tell me what's happening. <laughs> I don't know, JD. I don't know if they have Loteria. In Do they not have Puerto Rico? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't need any Puerto Ricans in real life. So, yeah. Like, as, as far as I, I know, it's just like, like some of them might speak Spanish. I don't know. I would definitely, I would definitely want Luca and KP there because we would just talk shit to each other the entire time because it's Loteria. And I'm sure they've probably played it at this point. Um, who else would I want? Uh, I don't know. Who else? Mouse players, current mouse players. Uh, I mean, I want to do anything with Bobon. Like, oh, Bobon, yes. I'd go to the DMV with Bobon, like just for. Like, he'd, he'd actually make that bearable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I would take. Oh, yeah, Bobon, KP, Luca. Yeah, and I think Tim. I think Tim would actually be fun at that. Tim Hardaway true. would be fun to play with. I just have no idea what this game is like, so I'm just trying to think like, who would I bring to Bingo? <laughs> Okay, so oh my god, dude, I need a, I need a, once once COVID's over, we're playing this game because please, no, it I sounds have, fun. I have a stack of them, and they're great. But uh, but apparently she's making she's making these cards, and I'm like, hey, send me one because or I will buy one because that sounds awesome. They're gonna do that. That's great. Do you have any uh, any input, Tim? I'm trying to think historically who I would take. I feel like Jason Terry is probably like sneaky good at any table game or any like okay. kind yeah. of game like that that has ever existed. I like if there's a way, if there's a way to cut a corner and win, he'll do it. If he's, <laughs> so if he's anywhere near me, I get to ride that momentum. Um, <laughs> Maybe Jason Kidd would be a good one. You know, he's yeah. just like, hey, s- spill my coke and on my card, I'll get a new one, and then changes all of his answers. I don't know I'd how this works. Also, as in any situation, I'd love to hang out with Dirk, but especially in like these cultural situations, because it's awesome how like anytime he does anything like that, it's just amazing to see how every like every culture I've ever seen just embraces them and makes them one of their own. Oh yeah, one of those magnetic personalities. Absolutely, that's a good one. So as always, Dirk is the right answer. Yes, as always. All right, let's see. Next question comes from Aiden, and this actually. This, he asked us after the uh, the collapse of the Lakers the other day, <laughs> and so I got a, <clears throat> it got a lot of uh, traction on Twitter for him. But <clears throat> are the Morris twins the worst basketball players ever? <laughs> uh I mean, I think the uh, I, I, I mean, would certainly look- say the most opportunistic. Uh, I don't know, Mar Markeith, I don't have as much of an issue with. He just seems to be like a, you know, like every other Laker wing, just like going like, all right, well, I guess he's in the league, like, because right. I don't have any opinions on KCP or Danny Green for that matter. It's just like, well, they're players, like that's the yeah. Morris twins <clears throat> haven't done enough for me a to tell either of them apart, or b like see why they're that relevant aside from Marcus likes mm. being a punk and you know either a doing things that are dangerous to other players or b just like hitting Justin Anderson in the head with the ball for no reason it's just like what are you doing yeah. um I don't think that, I, don't, I think they might be the worst uh brothers in the league at the moment um the, uh, so the, what the Plumleys are out <laughs> yeah the, I mean Oh yeah, I think there's only one left actually. I think in the league. Yeah. Uh, the holidays are another trio uh, of brothers. The, no. Hansborough? No. No, no, no. Psycho T's been out for the league for a while. Yeah. Uh, Psycho T. <laughs> I didn't know he got a nickname. That's his nickname, dude. I don't know why it's it was Psycho a nickname, T. but 
I read it one time. I was just using basketball reference one day, and I was like, "Oh, this is this was actual nickname is okay, cool." Like, yeah, are, no. Ed, are Ed Davis and Anthony Davis related? God, okay. <laughs> you guys just aren't students of the game and don't embrace history when I say that Dick and Tom Van Arsdale were just the dirtiest combination. Oh, I've okay. Ever seen. Back okay. in the 1960s, after they led I Indiana to a 19 and five record, what who would both go on to have long careers in the NBA? I have no idea. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, what the? Fuck? I was like, holy fuck, you really does know the game. <laughs> the Van, the Van Arsdale twins do sound like some villains in a Scooby Doo episode. They fucking do. That's like, <laughs> like after, yeah, you pull off the mask. <gasps> the Van Arsdale yeah. twins. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay. They would have gotten, away, would have gotten away with it too if they wouldn't have implemented that damn shot clock. <laughs> can you so, be- can you believe that there were actual coaches like, all right, kids, here's what we got to do: you score two baskets and then you just keep the ball away from them. Bro, I cannot believe it. Like, it's funny because like some high school, you know, some high schools are like that still. Yeah. There's no shot clock, bro. It's like, why yeah. would you want to do that? I don't know. Um, yeah. I just like seeing I like seeing people score baskets. Like I like high scoring games. Yeah. All, <laughs> all those stacked North Carolina rosters Dean Smith had in the Michael Jordan days, and he wants to run four corners as as his offense and burn time. <laughs> it's like telling Patrick Mahomes to hand it off forty times a game. Jesus, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's all about clock management. That's what this yeah. game's about. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I love. I love. This is my new character. It's called a conservative dumb coach. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Okay. <laughs> he's just like, listen. We don't play to win. We play to not lose. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we have our last question. Everyone's got to practice free throws because that's all we're doing. Our Learn last... to pass the ball. You don't have to ever dribble. God damn it. <laughs> our last question. I don't want to see the ball hit the floor. I know it's a key component of the game and post moves. The best player ever, Patrick Ewing. Oh, Jesus. Best knee okay. pads in the game. Jesus. Not, this also like... sounds like a villain in a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> it does, yeah. I could see like a movie, like a special – yeah. <laughs> we have one we have one last question from James. So James, James Grambo, you have been uh been kind of lax last couple of weeks. I've been egging you on and finally you hit us with a good one. Perfect. Hit us with a good problematic one. And I know I know it's I know it's good because Tim responded to him and just said, God damn it. <laughs> so, All right. All right. So would you rather Steve Buscemi how do you say his name? Steve Buscemi? Buscemi. Buscemi, okay. Yeah. Would you have Steve Buscemi spoon feed you meals in slow motion, or have Jack Black fart in your face as a as a six a.m. alarm clock? <laughs> <laughs> he's been like, because like he hasn't been asking, he hasn't, he hasn't been asking weird questions. Now he has. He's, he's gotten back, back to it. He's, he's back, back to his roots. Thank he's God. Back. He's he's reached back to his prime. There was Finally. a True to form. Good job, James. So, so Tim, Tim said, God damn it, James. So, <laughs> can I keep that as my answer? Yeah, that, that, can, that, can, absolutely be, that can be your fucking answer. Black, well, so I'm notoriously bad with alarm clocks, which is why I called in halfway through this podcast. So I'm just imagining that marinating in my face. So give me Steve Buscemi. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, I is the snooze hit, button hitting him in the jaw? I don't want to know where that snooze button is. <laughs> Hello. God. And then you you hit that button and it just goes off in your face nine minutes later. <laughs> yeah, give me Buscemi, bro. I only eat once, once yeah. a day. 
<laughs> I'll take Buscemi. Yeah, he's a he's a weirdly charming man. He's a firefighter. He's a hero. He is a firefighter. You're right. Yeah, he's a, he's, fuck, he's a fucking hero. Yeah, he's Mr. Pink. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. He doesn't tip though. Oh Jesus. Okay. Well, that was <laughs> those were all the questions. Oh man, yeah. that's so good. I know. We, I had to end it off with his dude. I was like, <laughs> his are all like for me. Whenever I, I read these questions, like his has to be either, like the beginning or the end. <laughs> When they're like this, like it just has to be, you know. That is oh, perfect. Jesus. No, fantastic. Ooh, I was so, so I was going to send one in if I didn't hop on the podcast. Can I just sure. go ahead and? Because I have yeah, some, we'll, I have yeah, some we'll... hashtag thoughts. Okay. Uh, just, since we're <laughs> since we're nearing, since the finals will be over by the time we record next, give me your finals prediction for next year. <sighs> finals prediction next year. Uh, let's see, Dallas sweep the Celtics. Oh. I got, I got Mavs Heat round three, and I got Ooh. the Mavs in five, because the, because uh, we paid off all of the uh, the refs. So yeah. retribution. I like yeah, this. it's like fuck you. <laughs> like, we're hey, no back. one pays off refs like we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, uh, realistically, it's probably. I don't know, man. Next year is gonna be weird because the Warriors are coming back. Uh, you know the East is still kind of open. It seems like I don't know what the fuck's happened with the 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 Bucks because I think if they can't put a good roster around that around Giannis, he's gonna get the fuck out of there, in my opinion. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know who the hell would be out of the East, but I think the Mavs have a pretty good shot of getting out of the West. Uh, in the East, though, dude, it could be the Bucks, it could be the Raptors, it could be the Heat again. I don't know, dude. So. Either way, I think I, just, I have the West winning that in like six games, probably. Or realistically. Doc Rivers brings them to the finals <laughs> for the seven oh, Sixers. Oh god, if that would happen, dude, oh, that'd, be, that'd, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I don't know. So, my whole thing was so I guess in the East, I'm going to take the Heat again because I like that team, and I think they've shown historically that they're the most likely in the East to add like that big piece and improve on a team that already won the East. Sure. And then, Ruben, you said my pick for the West just because everyone's going to be kind of balancing out this weird schedule and probably a very condensed schedule and load managing and all that. Well, who's the team that's going to come back the healthiest and most rested? So if it's not the Mavs, my actual finals pick is going to be the Warriors over the Heat in like five or six years. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Warriors come back. They're going to unleash Andrew Wiggins. It's going to be insane. Steph barely played. They have they, they can package Wiggins in this uh, number two pick for something else huge if they want, or they can just roll them out there. Like, wouldn't I it be think, great if they traded traded him back to the Wolves for Cat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah. Make no uh, sense. I think there's. <laughs> oh, by the way, dude. All, coming off of all this rest, I just think we're gonna end up feeling dumb next year when Steph, Clay, and whatever assets. Whoever the regular yeah. big three have around them are just like, oh yeah, we forgot about this team. It's the Warriors again. Yeah, got him. So by by the way, guys, we're recording on the uh, the fortieth anniversary of uh, the Mavs uh, playing their first game ever. Oh, cool! Yeah. Happy they, uh, happy they, anniversary, Mavs. They played uh they played the San Antonio Spurs in the re- in Reunion Arena and beat them. So way oh. to start the season off right, guys. <laughs> Start the franchise right. Yes, first. That's what we need. So, who was awesome. on our so, team then? 
so call me call me next year when it's the big important anniversary of this game the big yeah the 41 the 41st i don't know who the hell i don't need these guys i feel so bad yeah i don't know if i could have named a single person off of the first roster like let's see i'll look it up because all because all the mavericks that i know like green mavericks would be like rolando blackman and uh, Brad Davis. They yeah. were like a couple years into the franchise. Like I don't think they were drafted. First. Oh my god, bro! Uh, can you guess our record for this year? Uh, how many games? Yeah, how many games was it? Uh, it looks like eighty-two. Uh, twenty-five. Fifteen and six. Fifteen and eighteen and sixty-four. Fifteen and sixty-seven. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> so who was on this roster? Oh my gosh! Oh, Brad Davis was on this roster. That's right. Oh, cool. Like, awesome. He was a he was like a, an expansion draft pick, I think. Gotcha. So Brad Davis was here. Yeah, I think it, I don't know any of these dudes, man. Besides Brad Davis, because I yeah, hear him all the, the, time. the inaugural season is yeah. It was nine years before I was born. So Daryl, not your soul, but me too. Yeah. But, <laughs> Good night. Good night. Let's tell you. see, Clarence Kia. Chad Kinch, Tom Lagarde, Scott Lloyd, Ollie Mack. Oh, Scott Lloyd. Yeah, Scott Lloyd. He's yeah, center. I, I don't know. I, I thought you knew like, was, No, like, yeah. of course not. <laughs> Jerome Whitehead. Wow. Uh, yeah. Did anyone, did anyone wear 41 this year? Nope. Good. Yeah, that's good. Abdul okay. J- I'm looking up the, yeah, this first-year roster. Abdul Jilani, famously from uh, Airplane, I believe. <laughs> oh my god hey we had a tech guy on here we had a texas tech dude on here jeff yeah. huston that's cool well, that's cool um that's what i hear every time i sit here about a red raider <laughs> pew, pew. All, right. all right guys i think that's probably gonna wrap that up for us uh thank you guys so much for listening uh this has been the hoops and half of Eisen's podcast uh you ha- can find us at the underscore mffls you can find us at mffls.com we're on twitch we're on youtube we're on all of the platforms that you can stream this thing so if you can follow us subscribe that would help us out immensely uh, thank you so much for submitting questions. You guys are the best. Thank you to all of our listeners who listen to us consistently. You're why we do this. Uh, we'll still be you know, hitting you up once a week for these pods. And uh, it's been a, a delight uh, BSing and, and, and talking hoops with these gentlemen. Uh, we'll, we'll just keep churning these out. Y'all keep listening. We appreciate you. So uh, for Tim and for Ruben, uh, I've been Don Denham. This is the Hoops and Happy Bisons podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Later, guys. Take it easy.